listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wednesday show. we got a good one for you. i got a couple updates on the Reality Steve merchandise store. Um, I have something running through my head regarding Joey's season that's driving me absolutely bonkers. She's All Batch came out with an interview today with Peter Krause that I think you might find interesting. Give you the highlights of that. Also want to talk about The Floor. Did you see last night's episode? <laughs> this show drives me nuts. Another thing that drives me nuts. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the ratings for the Emmys. And considering they went up against a professional NFL football game, playoff game nonetheless, along with the Iowa caucuses, you can only imagine how well the Emmys did in the ratings on Monday night. But we'll get to all that momentarily. Okay, a couple updates I want to give in regards to the merchandise store, which you can find on any of my social media accounts. If you somehow can't find it, just email me, and I'll send you the link uh, to what you can purchase. Um, I told you that the wine tumbler was out of stock a couple days ago. It is now in stock, so you're, if you're interested in a wine tumbler, it comes in um, the three different – it only comes in one color, white, and you can get any of the three different logos on it. Spoiled, I love being spoiled, or see ya. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is the turnaround time on this stuff is less than a week right now. With Sunday, because uh, I went live with the store this past Saturday, right? Had plenty of orders that were placed on Saturday. All of those people should be receiving their items no later than uh, next Monday. So no later than nine days from the day of purchase. But you also got to remember that's two Sundays and a holiday in there. Um, I purchased my stuff um, and sent out samples to friends last Wednesday. She's All Batch already received their stuff. You saw me repost that last night on Instagram. I received my stuff on Monday. So that was, what, five-day turnaround? She's All Batch got it in six days. I know a couple other people received theirs yesterday. So the turnaround time, like, you know, you order clothes sometimes from wherever, you're thinking it's going to take a couple weeks. As long as you're in the United States... Turnaround time on this stuff is basically around seven days because from the time you purchase it, it's being shipped within two days of you coming on, uh, of you getting that. So just keep that in mind. And it's going really well. I appreciate everybody who's purchased. And again, if you want to be reposted on my Instagram, just let me know. Once you get your package of whatever you ordered, whether it was a tumbler or whether it was a sweater or a hoodie or a T-shirt, show it in your Instagram story. Make sure you tag my name because if you don't tag my name, I won't see it and I'll repost it for everyone to see unless you don't want me to. So just wanted to get that out there. The wine tumbler is ready to go. It's in stock and the turnaround time on this stuff is very, very quick. Okay, Joey's season is five days away from airing the premiere this Monday. As I said, it'll be, um, if you don't want to have to go back and listen to the podcast back when I released the episode-by-episode episode spoilers in, what, December? Beginning of December, if you don't want to go look on the website for the episode-by-episode episode spoilers, I'm going to have an Instagram post of Monday's spoilers of... You know, the things that happen on Monday's episode. Look, the first episode, as we know, when it comes to this show, is pretty much always the same thing. There's not a lot they can do differently on that first night. You're going to get an intro with Joey. You're going to get intro videos of probably eight of the women. 
half will be people that make it to the final four. Sometimes all four are shown. It, it's just it varies from season to season. You're gonna get uh, Joey arriving at the uh, you know getting ready, and then him arriving to talk to Jesse. Then you're going to get 32 limo entrances. You're going to get a cocktail party, and you're going to get a rose ceremony. There's not much difference that you're going to get on the first episode. Now, we all know this first episode has a little bit of a twist to it because Joey met one of his women at Charities After the Final Rose. That was Leah. She was given a card that said you can't open it until the first night. If you haven't been spoiled on this, then I guess you haven't been paying attention, but this was spoiled by me months ago of what that letter said, and basically it says that um, uh, Leah can steal a one-on-one date at any point during the season. Leah says she doesn't want to do that. If Joey wants to give her a one-on-one date, she will. She doesn't want to take it from anybody, so she throws the letter in the fire. And that's basically it. And because of that gesture, she ends up getting the first impression rose. Outside of that, don't think there's a hell of a lot of drama on the first night, as far as I've heard. So, but I will have a breakdown of that and the eliminations and whatnot on Instagram on Monday. And every Monday I'll have a, a, um, a post about what's, what to expect on that particular episode. Now, one thing in regards to the bachelor promotion, and it started when they first announced Joey's women back at the beginning of this month, or it was the end, it was end of December is when they finally gave us Joey's women. This song that they use to introduce the women, it's in a lot of the videos on Bachelor ABC's Instagram page. I'm telling you, it literally just runs through my head all day long. I've never even heard this song before. Is it a song that's like on the radio or was it just created for Joey's season? It's just this woman saying... I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed, like over and over again. <laughs> I don't understand who this artist is. I don't understand where this song came from, but it's bothering the piss out of me that I can't get it out of my head. And it's not like I'm on Badger ABC's Instagram page very often. It just rattles around in my head because it was on so many videos back in December. What I'm telling you is here we are in the middle of January, and I'm still hearing that song rattle through my head and I don't know who it is and I don't know where it came from but somebody please make it stop like this is something to where I don't know if we ever want to get people in Guantanamo Bay to chirp and to finally reveal some secrets I tell you what I don't know what works down there and what doesn't work down there but something that might work is put a pair of headphones on them and play that song on a loop I bet you they will start chirping after that my god I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm obsessed with that song because it won't leave my head. You know what song I'm talking about, right? Just go to Bachelor ABC Instagram page and go to the post. It's I think it's one of their pin posts. It might be the first one on the page where it shows the women and this song is just I, I don't even I don't know the words other than I'm obsessed being repeated so many times. Somebody over at Bachelor ABC PR or whoever runs that thing, please just take it. Take it away. Take it away. Calgon, take me away. Please. The song is driving me up a wall. Wait, you know what? Since I have to suffer 
And even though I have nothing I can do to get this song out of my head, it's not like I'm listening to it every day. I'm telling you, this is still in my head from December, and I don't know why. It'll just pop into my head, and I just keep hearing this voice. You know what? Since I have to deal with it, you're going to have to deal with it. Here you go. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Oh my god. I'm obsessed. It's the best. La 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 la. Oh. <laughs> Take it away. Just delete the post. <clears throat> you say, "Steve, don't go to the post." No. Yeah, I did go to the witch so I could play for it you right now. But I'm just telling you, I haven't been to it in a while. I haven't been to it since December and it's still in my head. Ugh, who is that? I want to to strangle that person who sings that song. And when I look on it, it says original audio. So it seems like this song might have been created just for Joey Season. I don't know. Maybe this is a song that's on the radio or some that's on somebody's TikTok or whatever. But holy Jesus, someone needs to do something about it and get it out of my head. I don't even know how. I, I don't know how it's been a fucking month and it just every once in a while, I'll just be walking around my house and I hear obsessed. I'm obsessed. It's the best. I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh boy. It's going to be a long season. Tell you that much. This podcast is brought to you by mint mobile. We spill a lot of tea on this podcast. Got some juicy stuff, you know, we talk about it. I'm sure you talk about it with your friends. You always have to share the juicy details with your friends. Well, right now, how about you share with them this? The best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. How much cheaper is that than your current bill? I guarantee it's cheaper by, I don't know, at least 70 or 80 bucks. It's got to be. $15 a month on a three-month plan for unlimited talk and texting? How can you beat that deal? I've switched over to Mint Mobile because of it. Because I was paying over $100 with my old phone. Why would I want to continue that service? And the service never had any issues with with Mint Mobile. They're here to rescue you with the premium wireless plans for just $15 a month. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So here you go. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Reality Steve. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
So wanted to promote another podcast today. She's All Batch has Peter Krause on their podcast today. And when I look at when I look at it, I don't even know if Peter has done a podcast since Rachel's season. Maybe he has. Obviously it's been a it's quite a few years since Rachel's season, but maybe he did one closer to when the finale aired, talking to media outlets and stuff like that. But has he ever sat down and done a podcast? and talked about all this stuff, because remember, there were, and I think there are still people to this day that think Rachel, one, should have picked Peter, and two, should be with Peter to this day, which is just ridiculous thinking, but that's how the fandom goes in Bachelor Nation sometimes. And literally took it out on Rachel for years for not picking Peter over Brian. So... Because, you know, people who watch a television show know what's better for the person on the show than the person themselves, you know, clearly. But if you listen to Peter's interview with She's All Batch today, that was really interesting because he has some interesting thoughts on the Rachel thing because they do bring up Rachel's divorce. And he was asked about it. And he said, I haven't reached out following the divorce news. I thought about reaching out as a support system, being like, we went through this experience together. We're forever connected in that way. But then he realized that wasn't my place. I'm not a part of her life anymore. She's not a part of my life anymore. If it wasn't meant to be, it would have been then. And then he said, I didn't do it and I won't do it, referring to being the first one to reach out. However, they asked him, well, what if she reached out to you? Would you go out for coffee? And he said, if she reached out and asked for coffee, yes, I would love to hear how life has been. I would love to know what uh, she's been up to, all these amazing experiences. I know you've been through. We had great conversations when we were talking, so it would be great to talk to her again. But he specified this is strictly, it would only be as friends. Now, I don't know how often Peter is in L.A. and if this is even a thing, if Rachel even cares to reach out to him. My guess would be probably not, not because she hates the guy or anything, but it's just kind of like he said. It's been four years. It's just be... I don't know. I mean, I could be just speaking out of turn here. Maybe Rachel wants to reach out to the guy. I don't know. But for him to address it, that's like the first time. And, you know, the whole interview is really interesting. They cover everything from his season, uh, his hometown date, um, his, you know, his whole reaction to Rachel and Brian uh, getting divorced. The whole thing about not Peter. Remember during Ari season where – Hashtag not Peter, because a lot of the women for Ari season thought The Bachelor was going to be Peter. And if it was going to be Peter, uh, that you talk about that. They talk about what's going on in his life today, uh, his mental health talk he, he gets into. And just a really good interview. But I, I think a lot of people are going to be focused on the Rachel stuff. And let's I, I, I as much as I want you to focus on that, because this is the first time anybody's got him to speak about the Rachel and Brian divorce. Let's not go crazy with it and think, oh, my God, Brian, I mean, uh, Rachel and uh, Peter are going to get back together. Like, it just let's tap the brakes. He addressed it, but he was very specific in what he said. We're not in each other's lives. I thought about reaching out just to say, hey, we went through this together. I'm here for you if you need me. But it doesn't sound like and it he made it actually he made it perfectly clear. This is not. Let me see. Maybe she's interested in uh, rekindling this. No, that's not what he says. And I swear to God, I guarantee there will be some blog or some media outlet out there that posts Peter looking to reach out to Rachel. You know it's going to happen. 
and it'll be clickbait. They'll put it in the headline that Peter Krause is interested in contacting Rachel. You watch. Let's see how long it takes for that to happen. And these people won't understand that they didn't actually listen to the interview because he says, no, I'm not reaching out to her. If she wants to reach out to me and would want to meet up for coffee, I'd absolutely do it just as friends. So, um, you know, who knows if Rachel will address this. I'm just looking at this from the media perspective, and I know how things get blown out of proportion when it comes to Bachelor Nation, and I know how things get, especially when it's big names like this. I I can just see it coming that there's going to be a headline saying Peter Krause is interested in rekindling with Rachel. And he literally says the opposite. But go at it, media outlets. We know what you do best. So did anybody watch The Floor last night? By any chance? This was episode number three of The Floor. I'm already forgetting what the grand prize is for The Floor. Is it $250,000? Is it 500000 I don't even remember. Whoever the last person standing is. But again, last night, it just kind of boggles my mind that the randomizer, which seems like when they were determining what do we call the thing that lights up the floor and picks the person who's going to choose somebody else to be in a duel. What should we call this thing? And then they had about five or six names (laughs) in some, I don't know, random drawing. And one of them was the randomizer. Well, the randomizer chooses one person and that that person chooses somebody for a duel And the person that they choose is an expertise, quote unquote, in a certain category, just like the person who the light landed on is an expertise. But when you choose somebody for a duel, you're going up against their category, which, again, makes zero sense to me. Why aren't they going up against your category? Whatever. And yesterday, same exact thing happened. Like somebody chose somebody and and they chose the person to duel and that person's expertise was musicals. So the person who chose for them for the duel, they get up there and then they just show a picture from a musical. And you just have to guess which one it is. The first one they showed, Hamilton. So the person whose expertise was not musical said Hamilton. The second one they showed was Phantom of the Opera. And the person whose expertise was musical said Phantom of the Opera. And then they showed three musicals in a row. And the person whose expertise wasn't musicals guessed Wrong numerous times. Once you hit pass, you lose three seconds of your time, of your 40 seconds on your clock, and they they were basically done. You know why they were done? Because musicals wasn't their expertise. So not saying that someone who has dueled somebody hasn't beaten somebody where it wasn't their expertise, but it's happening very, very infrequently. And I, I just don't understand it. I watched that one yesterday. I was like, Great. They showed Hamilton and Phantom of the Opera. Probably, I mean, for a guy who's maybe seen two musicals in my life, what have I seen? I've seen Phantom, and I've seen Wicked. That's it. The only two two musicals I've ever seen in my life. But I'm very well aware of Hamilton. So probably the two most recognizable, if you showed me a picture of musicals, I'd get Wicked, I'd get Hamilton, and I would get... um, Phantom of the Opera, just like the first two in this duel was. Hamilton, then Phantom of the Opera. 
And then somebody whose expertise isn't musicals, they showed three or four in a row, and I'm like, I no clue. Maybe I would have gotten Fiddler on the Roof. That I think that was one of them that the woman didn't know. The other ones, I was just like, yeah, no clue. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's not your expertise. So <laughs> it's just the show really, really frustrates me, to say the least. But you know what? I'm continuing to watch it because you know what one of them was yesterday, one of the categories? Cartoons. You don't think I was screaming out cartoons every single time? You know, they showed Homer Simpson. I'm not, Simpsons! You know, it was just, some of them are really easy. And some of them are incredibly hard. So, it's the way the game show works. And finally, the Emmy ratings came out, and this was the first time, and we talked about it yesterday. I thank you to everybody who reached out and said, well, the reason it was pushed back to February was be or January is because of the writer's strike. Makes sense. So basically, the Emmys that aired on Monday night was for an 18-month period because the writer's strike was still going on in September. So they had to push it back to February. Apparently, they weren't thinking that this was going to do anything really well in the ratings because it went up against, like I said, a NFL playoff game and the Iowa caucuses. It drew the lowest ratings it's drawn in the history of Emmys at 4.3 million. The previous low was 5.9 million, so it shows you how much it suffered. But basically, all they did was push last September's Emmys to January. So we're back on schedule because this September will be Emmys number 76, because this was the 75th uh, Primetime Emmy Award show. So basically all they did was they're, they're not going to change it. It's not going to be mu- um, in January uh, every year going forward. No, it's not going to be anything like that. It's basically this is a September award show that just got moved to January because of the writer's strike. I was like, okay. But, man, talk about just a bombing in uh, the ratings. And this is the Emmys, like I said. Tomorrow's uh, weekly podcast guest is Kristen Baldwin from EW.com, and we talk about the Emmys and Golden Globes, and I ask her, as a television critic, why do why does nobody care about these shows anymore, these award shows anymore? And she has, basically, she rolls out about three or four reasons why she thinks these award shows are pretty much not appointment television as they were when we were growing up. And I think she, get, she, makes, some really, uh, she makes some really great points. And we basically have a two-week break uh, until the next award show, which is the Grammys, on February 4th. So in case you were keeping track at home, your award shows went like this. The Golden Globes were on January 7th. The Critics' Choice Awards were on January 14th. The Emmys were on January 15th. The Grammy Awards are on February 4th. And the Oscars are basically a month later on March 10th. So... I think that also might be part of the reason. Just overkill of award shows. Like, we get it. I, I think I honestly think people are more interested in the red carpet of these shows than they actually are for the award shows themselves. They just get obsessed with who's wearing what on the red carpet. And if somebody says something or does something or shows up with a date that nobody knew or something like that, I think that's what people care about more now, don't they? I don't think they're really tuning in to see who wins these awards, but they, that's just me. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Your Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, so check that out. Tomorrow, back with three podcasts, your weekly podcast with Kristen Baldwin from EW.com, also your daily roundup and your Sports Daily. So thank you all for listening. 
And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.